going on, everybody? Welcome to First Pitch 305. I am your host, Alex Aguirre, and welcome to the very first episode of First Pitch 305. This is our 1993 game. Our team and teal is for real type of type of episode. I love it. I'm so pumped and excited to be embarking yes. on this podcast adventure. And I'm glad that you guys are tagging along for the journey with me. And something about journeys and long road trips, I don't like doing them alone. I'm not a fan of them for safety reasons and just in general. They're just it's, it's I like it better with other people in the car and with me. And what better way to start this first episode with some just true, true baseball guys, true diehard Marlins fans, Edwin Garcia from Lemon City Live, and Dennis Sosa, a huge follower of Lemon City Live, a huge baseball guy, huge Marlins guy. I'm loving it. I'm loving the company for the first episode. Welcome, gentlemen. Nice, nice. You forgot Emmy Award winning Dennis. He's also an Emmy Award winner. Sorry, I forgot to disclose that at the beginning. <laughs> he did not disclose that in the beginning. Now, I, I, now I, I, I'm I, the one who feels like. No, no, I, was that was say, I don't think to bring that up. <laughs> it's it's a good is, flex to have. You know, it's a good flex. Yeah, hey, like just drop it in there flex. real quick. Super flex. We have an Emmy Award winner on your first show. And also an incredible photographer, you know, he does, uh, he does it all. The guy knows what's up, man. So, but, uh, but I'm excited to be here. I like the, uh, Aguirre. I like the, uh, you roll the there. I like that, dude. That's what's up, man. So excited, bro. First, uh, first episode of this really cool project that I'm, uh, excited to, to be on the opening day roster here. I'm, uh, I don't know. We can go back to 93, Dennis. Are you like Scott Pose? Are you playing center field? Are you gonna? Are you in the infield? Where are you at on this uh, this inaugural team here? Who, 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 who you modeling your game after, bro? This is how you date yourself here. Come on, let's I'm go going, 1993. I'm going, for, I'm going for Chuck Carr. I know he was on the bench for opening nah, day. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Get out of here, dude. I hate Chuck Carr. That guy's a bum, man. Sorry, I have 2-0. Chucky hacks on 2-0. Oh. But, um, but no, nah, man, excited. This is going to be a lot of fun. And... I love baseball, dude. So surrounded by a couple of uh, baseball idiots like myself. So that's always, always, uh, always in tune for a good time. So no, I'm glad baseball is back in general. You know, earlier a few months ago, we had the lockout shorten our shorten the, the, the MLB spring training. So, you know, it, it was not a bit of a huge scare. We all knew that it was coming back at some point, but I don't know. Like, were you guys thinking of something of 1994 of the lockout of, to that extent, or no? I'm not gonna lie, I was scared. I thought really? this. I thought this could run. I'm. I'm very happy. I'm very happy that it got resolved. But I'm not gonna lie. I thought there was. Uh, it was scary there for me. I don't know about Dennis, but I thought. Yeah. I thought this could have run long, and I was not looking forward to to 94. 94 was a, and 94 was gonna be such an awesome year. Like for for us old school heads here, man. Like it's the 150th anniversary season. You had all this like special pomp and circumstance. 125th, 125th, 120. Oh yeah, wait, wait, 125th or 150? No, oh, 125th. One, oh, 125th. One, Look at that. See, see, told you. see, he knows what's up, man. See, it was the yeah. 125th anniversary. You know, the Expos were on fire. The Marlins were rolling into their second year. Uh, it, it was a good time. It was a good time for baseball. Unfortunately, Matt Williams was tearing it up. Tony Gwynn was hitting like 400. Matt Williams was on the pay, on, on the run for 61 that year. There was so many cool things happening. And um, unfortunately, you know, we didn't have it. Only two world wars did not stop baseball from having a World Series, but a work stoppage did. You know? Wow, I never, put, I never looked about, at it like that. <laughs> we had World Series through yeah. two world wars, but not through, you know, one, one work stoppage in, you know, 1994. So go figure. But 
Yeah, man. I, I was I was scared. I was scared when it was coming. But again, that's in the past. I'm happy that we're here. And, you know, this season, this is I've also like I, I've kind of um, I'm not gonna lie. The last couple seasons, I probably distanced myself a little bit from baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm one of those like old uh, get off my lawn guys. Like the more analytics I see and the more war I keep being told that is important. It uh, I start getting mad, but no, I'm embracing it now. You know, OBPS. Oh man, have you noticed that Marlins games now on the jumbotron, they lead with on base percentage. Yeah, as opposed to batting average, that has me so angry. Throws me off. Throws me off. Oh man, I see. I'm like, well, this guy's like hitting 306, and I'm like, oh, it's on base. He's batting 187 or something like that. It's horrible. Marlins under 500 still. What's going on? Like what? Like and then oh yeah, that's not their batting average. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of the Marlins, we are gonna be focusing more on the 305 side of things. We're gonna be talking about Major League Baseball in general, but we're gonna you know dive in more into what's going on with the Miami Marlins and in future episodes. With first first pitch three hundred five, we're gonna get even more local with baseball here in South Florida on the collegiate level with the University of Miami, Florida International University, Miami Dade College. So if you're a fan of the Hurricanes, the Panthers, the Sharks, or all of the above, this is definitely a podcast for you as well. But let's dive into right away the state of the Miami Marlins. Let's Ooh. talk about the Miami Marlins right now. They are currently thirteen and sixteen, and um, They've been kind of playing like Jekyll and Hyde. They, you know, a couple of weeks ago, that's uh, they started on a seven game winning streak. They were kind of playing 500, kind of back, you know, win loss, win loss. And all of a sudden, they took off, you know, won a series against Atlanta, swept Washington, then um, against the a- Seattle, they took two out of three. So they were on yeah. a seven game winning streak. Then they followed that seven game win streak with a six game losing streak. Yeah, and five out of those six <laughs> losses. Or by one run, all consecutive, by the way, those one-run yeah. losses. So let's talk about that. I, I, I painted that that awful picture or yeah, weird yeah. picture, I guess. Let's, <laughs> let's dissect that now. Let's well, dissect that. I'll tell you, I think uh, I saw a stat. What was the score in the one game that we won in, out of the six that we lost in that run? Eight nothing. Eight, Eight nothing. nothing. Okay, Eight so our, our run differential was plus one after losing seven out of eight games. That's how bad it was because it was yeah. all one run losses. But at the end, even with our win, we had a plus one run differential. That's we outscored cool. the Padres by five in the whole series. And yeah, we lost the other four. Yeah, a powerhouse team. You know, so and I feel like that's kind of not a reflection of last season because I feel like last season there was a lot of these one run losses, but that's because they couldn't score runs. It was yeah. a lot of two one or two zero, like a lot of these close ball games, but like. 2-0, 2-1, 1-0, a lot of these like slow, low, low scoring games. Now you're seeing more of 5-4, 4-3, 6-5, 8-7, of these games against uh, Arizona. which yeah. And then a few of these losses as well in this span, which we're going to get into a little bit later, is the bullpen and closing out games in the ninth inning. Yeah. We're going to get into that later, but let's, like, let's get more on the offensive side of things for now because there's, a lot of these one-run losses, they're putting up the runs, but then... And I, and I feel like they're just not doing a service to the starting rotation as well. So it's just like they, you, the, the, the starters are pouring it out for you. And all of yeah. a sudden, the, 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 the offense just can't complete the game. They can, they can scatter some runs here and there, but they're, they're hitting. 
they're getting yeah. on base. It's just so, Edwin, what do you think is going on with this team? How, how can you explain this seven-game winning streak and then all of a sudden follow that up with a six-game losing streak? Like, what do you think would be going on in, the, in, that, in that dugout, in that clubhouse? You know how they say, like, when you you play down to your competition sometimes, like, you're a really good team, but then you play a really bad team, and then you're not as good, and you're like, why? I feel mm -hmm. like we do that with each other, like the pitching staff and then our offense, <laughs> because it's it's – you, you said it. It's Dr. Jekyll. You know, like you don't know what you're going to get. We're going to pour on eight runs one day. But then we know if we're putting up numbers, it's because we can't, you know, we can't pitch that day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We can't we can't have that nice balance like it's it's happened just very, very rarely. Um, there was a, a couple of five, four losses where we were down five, nothing and scored four in the seventh and back to back games. You know, Arizona what I'm you know? yes. so yeah. it's it's really frustrating to watch. But at the same time, I'm seeing glimpses of what is there and what the potential could be. Like, can we just say Jazz Chisholm is just a bona fide superstar right now? Like, that's the best, the best thing. player on the team. That's the best thing we've had and the closest thing we've had to somebody like just really. Now, again, it, this is a small sample size, so I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but he is doing it and then you know we can get into the whole managerial breakdown of Manningly. why is he taking him in and out of these lineups you know like you, you don't he struggles against left-handers well he's also what second season full season in the majors yeah, like you gotta, gotta give him better. reps yeah you gotta, you gotta give him reps so it's i feel like the offense is there right but i feel like we have there's something missing I've, it's. I feel like okay. If you think of it like you're a cook and you have all these ingredients, and we're just you. We don't have the right combination of ingredients right now. But I feel like we got the right ingredients to make a really good dish here. You know what I'm saying? I understand I feel, what you mean. Yeah, I, I, I feel like the, the ingredients right. Yeah, or too I much just, of it or too less. Right. Dep yeah, I get exactly what you mean. Yeah. Dan, Dan is. Can, what can let's talk about a little bit of the pitching staff here. So we so everyone talked about a bit, you know, the offense is putting up runs compared to last season. So that's what's keeping him in, in these games. We're gonna get about the, we're gonna get to the bullpen later of not completing the game, but let's talk about the offense here a bit. So they are putting up runs, but when I said earlier that something's missing, something missing, I feel like that's just that extra thump from yeah. Soler and Avisaya Garcia. But let's talk so let's for. just talk about the lineup. The lineup on paper has improved, but what's going on here? we can't drive in we can't drive anybody in we're right. i was looking it up we're we are fourth in major league baseball and men left on base mm. that's a, we yeah. don't drive we don't we can't yeah we, we score we're scoring more but in in those high leverage moments late in games we don't like in against arizona we we did come back in those two games but we had more opportunities later and we just couldn't do it you know they're just not doing it. And that's what Soler and Garcia were brought in for. They were supposed to be those main guys in the middle, gonna give you power, drive in runs, and they're not doing it. Soler mm -hmm. more than Garcia, but but that's the biggest problem. The money they spent there, it's not it's not working out so far. I feel like both of them have been, you know, I got them both in that same group, like just very underperforming, oh, under yeah. underachieving. I, Jesus Aguilar surprisingly has actually done pretty decent like i feel like he's the you know he's been i think at a i think a 19 game uh, on base, on base streak. streak yeah he got like, off a really bad start but then he he picked it up he's but he's right at the ship i feel like he, he you know he brings and he's doing a little more the the thing that I, that also puzzles me is like all right we we spent money on solaire we spent money on garcia but 
We didn't want to spend money on Marte, a guy who did produce for us, a guy who wanted to be here. And we ended up paying two guys about the same or more than what we would have paid this one guy, you know, to do the job. And we were, again, it's, we got the ingredients, just not the right recipe, man. And I, uh, I don't know. That one's kind of hurting. That one's kind of hurting because yeah. uh, I yeah. feel like he right now would have been that guy that, you know, could have been doing that. I don't feel like we had this kind of slump with him while he was in a, in a Marlins uniform. I mean, the problem with Stalin was, was his age. They just didn't want to give him the, what was it? Four years, five years. And, yeah. um, yeah, that, that's a contract that maybe they, that, that, that's something they're kind of regretting right now because I, I never liked the Avi Garcia um, signing. Soler is whatever. Soler is only three years, and I think he has an opt out after after every year. I, after I, both I can years, deal with that first two years, yeah. But uh, but but Avi is four years, I believe. With a is it a player option or a club option for a fifth year? So that that's that, the options that, that there. One, that, yeah. that, it, so that's a that, that that might be a borderline way ten um contract situation. Oh, oh, don't you dare say that! Don't you dare put that Dude, guy's name out there! Don't say that! No, that is, I, we don't speak his, of way ten. I don't even want to say his name. Dude. That guy is just his, bad news. Last night was only his second multi-hit game of the season. Uh, is he still hitting May below the Mendoza 10. line? Yeah, I think the whole team mm. is hitting below. I think only Jazz is above. Yeah. <laughs> and Wendell's no, we have, doing like, recent. Doing decent, yeah. Too. Soler's getting below the Mendoza line, but Soler's getting more power. Uh, Avisal, yeah. I think, is I had it up, I had it right here. So Avisal is has an OPS of four seventy five. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, I don't know what that means. <laughs> that means he's not doing a. That's, that means he's not doing a thing. I don't know how to read these new age analytics. Is that good? That's on, bad. Four seventy five is bad. Very oh. bad. On base percentage plus, slug, plus slugging. <laughs> No, that's no good. I don't want that. I'll tell you what, though. Let's, you know, let's we're, we're, we can bash the Marlins for or bash these couple of players for not doing their part. Jacob Stallings is another one who somebody pointed out that he's yeah, he's yeah. he's putting the same line as Alfaro right now this season. You know, but uh, well, but Jorge Alfaro just said, you know, just had the biggest payback any player oh, can God. possibly get. It doesn't get like it doesn't but get any better than that for that guy. St- like, Stallings, Stallings, I, I could live with Stallings is back up to a point because he, we really didn't bring him in for the offense. We brought him in for, no. for his defense, which yeah. has also been a little problematic in terms of what uh, his framing compared to to his last couple of years. But he's not whole hell for our Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, he won a gold glove uh, last yeah, year. He was, yeah, he was he was a gold glove last year. Won the gold glove last year. Alfaro. I was just awful on yeah, on, <laughs> on both sides. Like Alfaro couldn't really do anything except <laughs> maybe hit for power if he if he if he got a hold of one. Like, yeah, every once in a while, you know, swing, you know, he had a long yeah. swing, swing, yeah, close your eyes, and every at bat, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. he had a lot swing of holes in the swing. And you know, hopefully, you know, the holes on this Marlins team gets filled up sooner or later. Hopefully, you know, as soon as possible. But. But wait, I like, want to give a shout out. I want to give a shout like, out yeah, because yeah. there's been one good signing here, bro. This Wendell kid, little David yeah. Eckstein Jr. Yeah, here, yeah, you yeah. know, like he's just no no batting gloves, no batting gloves, just out there slapping singles, gritty, just like he give me a couple of those guys any day. Yeah, you know? I was so mad the other night when um because Maddenly they they've been it's not even managed the organization they've been doing the whole matchups the yeah. whole matchup you want the best matchups. So then the other day they have Wendell left left-handed bat going up against a right-handed hitter. In, in, I think it was Friday night, and they benched him for Soler, who hasn't really 
No, he, he plays lefties it. better. Yeah, I think that and was more for a favor for Soler. Yeah, because he he walked, he walked, he got on base. We did almost win that game, but but I I I I, I could understand the 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 that decision. Nah, give me a couple of Wendells any day, bro. I like that. Just slapping it, just gritty. You know, I'm telling David Eckstein, bro. That's who it is. That's well, what it reminds me. You remember? George you remember David yeah. Eckstein, Alex? You remember yeah, of that course. Guy? The Cardinals. I think he played a cup of coffee with the Padres. I think toward the end of his career, like oh, yeah. he remembers him with the Cardinals. Oh, Damn, okay. see, yeah, you know, yeah, I remember with young. the Angels. You're young. You're young. <laughs> That's how we date ourselves. Yeah, he was part of that O2 team, right? With uh, the Angels, with the, with with the, the Old Series. Oh, yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. I th- I just remember with the, with the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah dude. That guy was just like Wendell. Yeah, and he cracked. I remember he cracked. I can't remember, but I remember with the Angels. He, I think it was in the World Series. He hit a, a home run where it was really – he just swang and just because it was like a 100-mile-an-hour pitch. Like, it was just – it was physics. It was like that Costanza bit from Seinfeld where he's, you know, <laughs> oh, he's talking about – Bernie Williams and Derek yeah. Jeter in batting <laughs> practice how to hit home Yeah, runs. that's what he did, basically. He just made it look easy, but that was just all physics, bro. You know, he swang and he got it at the right angle and it took off. But – I, I, I do like Wendell. I feel, mm-hmm. again, like... Well, out of all the, the, the off-season signings, probably the most productive. So far. Yeah, yeah so yeah. far. Yeah. You know, Wendell plays all the positions. He can give Rojas a break as well because he's getting up there in age. And, you know, he, like, he can get cold. His back can get cold. And there's, been, there's been moments of that. So, Wendell plays third, short, second. Who knows yeah. even first base? So like he's a he's a guy that every team would love to have, like a Ben Zobris, and he comes from that same cloth. He was played in Tampa Bay as well. Yeah. He's like in that system. You know, they everyone in Tampa Bay needs to learn how to play at least four positions. That's how they that's how they <laughs> operate over there in Tampa. So, um, but let's like talk about we talked about already like the makeup and what are the holes and some of the, like the I guess the negatives as of the moment for the Marlins. But let's talk about if you know this can get fixed and how can it can stack up against the National League East. Because I don't know yeah. about you guys, but going into this season, I was looking you know, at the National League East and the rosters and the offseason moves that each team made. And compared to what the, yes, the Marlins did spend some money, which we're going to talk about a little bit about how they did it and maybe where they should have spent it. But yeah. compared to the other teams in the National League East, the Marlins still weren't there in terms of spending and, and in terms of like payroll. I get it. But this team, this division looked tough. And as of now, probably, tw- you know, 30 games in, give you know, into the season, is they're they're kind of underperforming except for the Mets. So you let I want to talk about your expect, expectations going into the season and how the Marlins you thought would stack up against the NL East. Bro, baseball, if anything's proven, is that it's always wide open. There's gonna be those consistent teams that are gonna do, but and like every year, look at look right now, the Angels who've I've trashed the Angels for years. They're you know leading the West. You know what I mean? Finally, and they've had and they've yeah. had, you know, Mike Trout, they had Shohei, but they're putting it together this year. You know, a couple of years ago, the Nationals won a World Series. Like, anyone can. Like, you, that thinking of, like, oh, only the teams that spend. Yeah, they're going to have a good chance, you know. But any, right. it's, it's always wide open. And going into the season, I thought, you know what? These signings, these new players, there's a chance. There's a chance. But, again. Expanded playoffs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Expanded playoffs. I was like, all right, you know, we can we can sneak in. Why not? We could. We could make a we could challenge for one of these wild card spots. I didn't feel like there was a a clear cut. Although I do like the Phillies, I feel like the Phillies if they get it together, that could be a you know a nasty squad there. But um, but I was optimistic. I was optimistic. But can I just say that I don't? I I, I think what the Marlins really need to do to like really push this forward and 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 bro, can we just stop with Miguel Rojas, man? Nice guy, nice guy. 
But what do you want to do with him then? Because I'm not because okay, I'm not okay. I'm glad someone brought that up because I've been getting those thoughts. Start I started getting those thoughts last oh, season. Oh man. And dude. I was just like, he's more of a like uh utility guy off the bench now type of player. You dude, know, he's, I, and I, and he's great he's off he's been great that. that. He's no, great. He's been that his whole career. If but that yeah, guy was on any other baseball team, that's what he starter. would be. That's what he wouldn't start on any other team. He would not start on any other team. He provides no consistent offense, no decent power. His glove is is you know serviceable. It's not bad, but it's not a Gold Glove winning. It's not you know anything like that. He's just he's a nice guy, but he's bro. Like we have this thing that we love this dude down here, and he's a great veteran presence he's he's only a loyal Mr. player they've had for the last 10 yeah, years Yeah, loyal because nobody else wanted him you know like i'm sorry like it just i don't want to be that harsh on the dude because he's a nice guy he's got great taste in shoes i love you know the miggy's locker and he's got but like i feel like that's been holding us back a little bit why don't we have anderson wendell jazz and whoever on first base you know why are we keep putting, yeah you know why are we them. Why are we going with these birdies and these Rojas taking up time and outs and playing time from the guys that we know are good? Jazz is good. Wendell's solid. Those guys should be playing every day. Brian Anderson, you want to experiment? Maybe rotate with him a little bit, you know? But he's put him in the outfield. Least... He, he can he can platoon he can platoon in the outfield as well. Anderson. Yeah. But now he's Sorry. hurt and birdie's hurt. So um they're on the IL. So they called up Dunan for his cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Joe Dunan. And uh, but yeah, I feel like the Marlins were addressing more with these call ups for for arms. Yeah, the bullpen's been extremely depleted recently. Um, but uh, Dennis, t- let's talk about a little bit more about this NL East real quick. Um, who did you think going into the season was going to be leading this division? I know that you know the Atlanta Braves won the World Series last season. They've been a huge thorn in the side of the Marlins since they existed, since the Marlins came in '93, pretty much. Since bam, right away oh, yeah. here come the Braves. But you know, I thought the Braves can have a, have a good chance to lead the division again. But who did you, I know the Mets spent a lot, a lot of money, made a lot, a lot of moves. So what? So, so tell me, what, what were you thinking about the NL East? I was thinking definitely the Mets and the Braves are, are a problem. Mm. I, I I'm not. I, I I really don't believe in the Phillies. I, I don't. There's, there's, I agree. Like, How dare you? Defensively, they're just. How lack dare you? Pitching, How can you look at that beautiful man, Bryce Harper, and tell him you don't believe in him? How They're dare a beautiful you? man, but they have a beautiful lineup. But, they, you know, you can put up eight like runs, but you can give up nine. I like Joe Girardi, man. He's good, too. They'll, they'll score eight, but give up ten. I mean, yeah. so, like, the, the Phillies, I was never really a big fan of. The Nationals, they're rebuilding. I really thought, you know, we could, with, with, with our rotation, right. if healthy, if healthy, with our rotation and a decent lineup, we could – we could maybe go. We could maybe finish third, maybe go for second, depending on on right. how things, yeah, on any issues Atlanta or, or or New York have. Um, but yeah, I didn't. I I was thinking this team would maybe hopefully win eighty games, maybe hopefully. And that's an and, improvement. And some and, people, yeah, yeah, that's definitely an improvement. Definitely. And and that's what I was telling people as well. I was like, what did you expect them to fit the Marlins to finish? And I said, right around there, third place hovering around 500, which is a humongous improvement because other than that 2020 shortened season, the Marlins haven't finished above 500 since 2009. Since 2009. That's a long time, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, that's what (laughs) what I was rooting for. Above 500 is a humongous, humongous victory. And I will take that moral lap and that moral victory lap, yes. 
So, but, <laughs> you know, but like as of right now, the Mets are kind of pulling away. It's still very early in the season. The, the Braves started off kind of like this last season. And the Braves are the Braves. They're a second half team. They've always kind of been like that. That's kind of been like their DNA. They remind me of like the San Antonio Spurs of the NBA. They're always just going to be there. That's a good year. analogy. I like they're that. Consistent. They have, yeah. you know, they're loyal to their players. You know, they, they, they keep a core together for a period of time and then they try to win with that. And then, okay, let's shuffle yeah. it up a bit. That's a good, that's a good comparison. So, um, I, and I, and right now I, I'm still stick, sticking with that prediction. You know, I feel like the Marlins are going to finish around third. I'm, I don't think this lineup is, is, is tr- showing their true colors, you know, and I want to talk about that, you know, now let's talk about the spending. I know Dan has mentioned the spending a little bit early, but I want to like break that down a bit, a little bit more, the offseason oh, yeah. spending. So the Marlins, I guess, noticed as well that the NL East was going to get tougher and the Mets were going to spend a lot more money. So they went into their pockets as well. And they, you know, dished out their own money. I was and surprised. Yeah. Extremely, <laughs> extremely. So they, they signed, like Dennis said, four-year deal to Garcia. Then three-year deal to Soler. They traded for Stallings in Pittsburgh. And then Wendell they traded too. Wendell for Tampa Bay. So they had two trades and two free agent signings, which is a lot, a lot, a lot of movement for the Miami Marlins in the past five to ten years. Probably even more. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, like that that's was, a lot, a lot of movement. I was like off the trading, charts. Other than that, fire sales. That was yeah. That was borderline Yankee spending right there in in Marlins terms, right there. Absolutely. That was like a Yankees free agency uh, off season right there for us. You know, like whoa, Jacob Stallings, how about that guy? Yeah, you know, like we we went all out, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> so we so the Marlins, you know, got these two big free agents, quote unquote, middle of the order order line uh, lineup type of bats. Yeah, Garcia, Jorge Soler. Now. Everyone, I understand like the hype of the spending and like, wow, these are big, you know, Soler just won World Series MVP. But, and I see you smiling. I see you smiling, Dennis. I know you want to jump in with this because let's be the true baseball people understand that Jorge Soler is not a middle of the order type of hitter. So let's talk about why the heck are the Marlins using him as a leadoff hitter and a number three hitter. And I know you guys are ready to pounce on this because a lot of people have been, you know, thinking about this as well. Bro, I'm, not, I'm not gonna. Going I'm not gonna go hard on my Cuban, but on my Cuban boy, bro. You know what I'm saying? But I'll let Dennis go. No, but like, <laughs> I, I understand. I, I, okay, fine. But still, though, like from a baseball perspective, I find it extremely weird and confusing. I'm not a communist. Why... <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you sorry, trying to say about sorry. not only then putting him on the leadoff spot or the number three hole? Oh like... God. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I I never I never understood that. I I mean I get it. They paid him. I don't have an issue with that signing because neither do I. It's, it's three years. It's three, three years. years. And let's be real. If if he's good, he's gonna he's gonna opt out. It's not I'm not I'm not that. that. But this is Jorge Soler. We're not. Let's not confuse. Like exactly. people want to confuse him for for Shohei. like another big time like a Shohei or another big time Cuban player that. You are Yoni Cespedes, who's had, Jose Abreu, Jose Abreu, who actually, yeah, he's been the more most consistent. He's not that. I mean, he's had a pretty mediocre career. I mean, yes, he's, he's had a couple of that one year, a couple of great seasons. Yeah. A couple, I think he had one year where he hit forty eight. That was two thousand nineteen, uh, where he led baseball home runs. Twenty nineteen, but that, yeah, that's, that's been like an aberration. That that, that hasn't been the constant. Mm. Exactly. So this whole thing of putting him third, fourth, I, I, I don't. Yes, he has the power. No, it's true. He has power if he can hit the ball. Too many strikeouts. No. Yeah. And then, but 
Uh, were you gonna say Edwin? I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was now that you're mentioning all those old Cuban, uh, you know, heads there. I I was reminded. You know who I just saw? Uh, Yasiel Puig. You know where he's at right now? Where's he playing? Korea, right? Korea. Or Japan? In Korea, bro. He's playing that K League out there, bro. That's that's good baseball. That's gay. It's good. He's he's out there. He was playing right field. He gunned the guy out at home the other day. I saw the highlight on ESPN. I was like, whoa, Puig sighting, bro. Do you I think love he wasn't guy. signed? Because like he's still a serviceable. MLB player, like I think he is. Yeah. Why do you think he like you know just by his antics and his you know misbehavior? Yeah, I guess yeah. he rubbed or, people the wrong. He rubbed the he rubbed the wrong people the wrong way. Wrong I think he rubbed a lot of people the right way. Like myself, I love the guy. I love his energy. The yeah. guy was must see TV when he was at his peak. You know, mm-hmm. um, but they call him the wild horse. You know, like you, yeah. you got to tame the wild horse every once in a while. And I don't think the right people around them. We're able to bring him down and, you know, like, not bring him down, but, like, settle him down. And I don't know. I, I, I To me, it's shocking that he's not in MLB, you know, because he was he was doing great with Cleveland. He was doing great with Cincinnati. Like, he put up numbers. So, he's like you said, he's serviceable. Man, I, Marlon should have taken a flyer on him, you know what I mean? He might what? not. I mean, to be honest, he might not. I mean, he, he might not have gotten the money he wanted. I don't know. Maybe yeah, because no, remember, sure. MLB the last few years? Free agency has really the, the the spending has calmed down. They don't mm-hmm. really want to spend on players like him. And he might have said, I, "I'm just guessing." He might have said, "You know what? I'm not going to stay here and play for this. I'm going to go to Korea. They're giving me they're giving me cash. Oh they're yeah, yeah, yeah. Cash. I'm just going to do it." Okay. I think he did a stint in Mexico too. I believe before uh, wow. Korea. Yeah, the bro. Or, yeah, Mexico. I league, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have to look it up and get back to. You. But yeah, he was out there. But but yeah, no. Back to Solaire though. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No. Back to Solaire. Look, like man, the dude. The guy, let's go back to last season. Okay. The Braves, by the trade deadline, they traded was for that Rosario guy. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. um, they traded they made for a lot Soler. of moves. Jock Peterson, they made a lot of moves, yeah. Jock Peterson, Solaire, they made those three big signings, They or three big trades. I mean, they weren't honestly, they weren't even that big trades. They were just, you know, deadline deals. Filling uh, the, trade deadline. the gap. Filling yeah. the gap. And they hit on each of them, you know? Exactly. They hit on each of them. And I guess, you know, the Marlins, you can't blame them for, like, saying, hey, let's you know, let's try. Maybe that guy can ride that momentum into this season. Um, again, you know, Cuban guy in Miami, you think that's going to work out too. You, you, there's a lot of pros to this. And most importantly, like what Dan has said, the deal is deal friendly for the team. Like if the guy blows up, he's going to opt out and dip and, you know, we're not on the hook for anything. Um, but the, 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 this, the head scratcher is still the Garcia deal, man. Like I just, he looks like a little mini Miggy out there. You know, he's rocking the 24. He's got the high socks and everything, yeah. but but he ain't playing like even you know the hitting like mini any type of Mickey yeah. there, bro. Uh, so I just and again, I, I don't have his stats in front of me. Damn, I should have I should have pulled it up. I don't know like what he like. Where's like what what are you paying for him? Like is it is there like a ceiling on him? Are you paying for the past? Like has he put up good numbers? Are you paying for potential numbers? He's put up nice numbers in a few seasons, and he's had he's had some pretty bad seasons as well. Yeah, I think he was a two time All Star. Last year in Milwaukee, he hit 29 home runs, but that that, that was that's Milwaukee. You're not he's he's not going to hit 29 home runs playing in that ballpark. And yeah. the thing that that did frustrate me a little bit and kind of freaked me out, which a lot of people I, I I've seen people pick up on that too. Um, I think it was the opening weekend, the home opening weekend. They interviewed Kim Kim Ming in the in the on the broadcast. And she said, "Oh, you know the he's he's had multiple thirty home run seasons, 
And the one, I'm like, that doesn't sound right. And I looked it up, and it's like, it, like he's never hit 30 home runs. Last year was was his high. So I'm like, what 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 what's hmm. happening here? That was another you Garcia. Know, he's, yeah, man. that was he's my so creative character in MLB The Show. He's had a couple of nice seasons. He's not bad, but he's not your. He's not if he's your big time free agent signing. Then you know, yeah, uh, you know. it's tough, bro. I'm not. I'm not feeling it. I do like the other guy. Uh, the and 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 obviously the thing is with because you're spending so much money on these guys, you're forced to play them. You know, yeah, you you're forced to play them. So they're taking up those you know those two corner spots. And you're like, all right, well, now we're trying to platoon at center field, and we keep going. I like from the eight. effort. I like yeah. the effort, but uh, you know, what it's about kind of Sanchez? I like, I like Sanchez. I, I, I like think, Sanchez. I like, I like him. him. I think you mm-hmm. should just, you know, like make a decision. They they go with him. They go with Birdie. They go with De La Cruz a couple of times. De La Cruz they, has been performing amazing as a platoon yeah. guy. He give him some more reps. They need they just they just need guys like you said play the guys who are playing well, Damn. but. When you when you're playing when you're paying all these you know quote unquote big name guys all this money you kind of have to play them because let's think about it though if you're gonna if you're gonna play if you're not gonna play Soler and Garcia on the, in the same game then like the cha- then you're losing like the opportunity to for like, some for, for power for you know the opportunity to drive in runs and then who are you gonna replace them with that day mm-hmm. Birdie like you said in De La Cruz and or maybe Anderson you he can throw in the outfield well now he's hurt but before. You know, yeah. so then like you're just getting a, a completely different dynamic to, and look to your lineup with a lot of with a lot, a lot, a lot of, you know, contact and l- very little power. So, you know, they do change the look of your lineup, but it, it's just a look at the end of the day. They're not performing. Yeah. And so we talked about the spending with the, with with the offense. And it was a lot of it, a lot of spending, something that we haven't seen a lot with, you know, with the Miami Marlins recently. But one of the, I guess, negatives that we talked about earlier in this episode was the bullpen and not completing the game, closing out the game. They got amazing starting pitching, especially with that three-headed monster of, of Sandy Alcantara, Trevor Rogers, and Pablo Lopez. You have three legitimate – okay, well, maybe two with Pablo. I was and about Sandy to say two and a half right Two and a half because Trevor, <laughs> Trevor is still you know, finding his rhythm. But he's having a real potential. sophomore slump. Yeah, yeah he's, but he has the potential. and he has the, He's shown that he can be an ace or, mm-hmm. an, or legitimate number two in any rotation in baseball. Yeah. So, but the Marlins have legit – a solid three, um, a top three you rotation, say, right? You can say four because Elias yeah. is not the number four. It's Lusardo. No, Lusardo. Lusardo has been outperforming Trevor Rogers up to He's this point. He's number five, but Lusardo is higher than that on this rotation. So you can argue four. Yeah. Lusardo is a strikeout. You, you can't spell Lusardo without a K. You know, that's what that guy is right now. The dude is money, you know. But Hernandez? Yeah, South Florida, another South Florida kid. Yeah, bro, Hernandez. Yeah, nah, I'm off the Hernandez train, man. No, I'm off the Hernandez train too. I'm all aboard the Meyer train. We're gonna get more on that probably a little for next episode. Talk about yeah. you know, the minors and what what can we see? Maybe some moves in the minors going on. Bring back but, Noche de Sexto, you know? Oh my God! Well, Sexto, that's, that's yeah, another. Yeah, that's another. Story. Yeah, that's. that's I think we lost him. Together. I think we like, lost him. I think he's gone. Like, we'll I hope he's not another Tyler Kolick. I was so hyped when they they got him. The Marlins dropped Ooh, him. Wow. A few. Yeah, Tyler Kolick. Yeah, I, I was on that train, and then it never I really was, came down. I was listening to a podcast where they were like saying maybe six though, like they were like giving like giving six a little bit of a benefit of the doubt for this year. So mm-hmm, I'm maybe. hoping. I'm Dude, hoping two years, two full seasons, yeah, without know, pitching. No, like, I what know. is it that you have? Like, I that's know. the other thing. Can can do any of you know what's his problem? Like, what is what is he hurt with? Because that's the other there, part. It's his shoulder. 
Yeah, the shoulder. And he kind of, I think something was spring training again. Like, I think it was back-to-back years that something happened in spring training that regressed, oh. kind of like set back his progress to getting 100% or, or at least close to 100%. But, you know, in a, in a beautiful world, if you had a rotation of, you know, Pablo, Sandy, Trevor, Lusardo, and Sixto, yeah, then oh. I, would, I would have a humongous, you know, a different oh. outlook to the season. <laughs> but right like, now, oh. they have what they have, and it's not bad. It's not bad what they have right now. No, no, and they no, got no. good bullpen pieces at the moment, but the, the Marlins, and Marlins did not address that. I think that was, other than power, that the bullpen was a humongous, a humongous hole that they needed to fill. Like it, like it, it was so obvious. But then the only thing that the Marlins did was, in the middle of spring training, they had, they had a trade with the uh, uh, Baltimore, with the Baltimore Orioles, oh, yeah. and they acquired Tanner Scott, a, you know, a, you know, a hard throwing lefty, and Cole Solcer, who was you know platooning the, the closing duties in Baltimore, though. Yeah. So and that was it. No <laughs> signings, you know, no, no trades, uh, no other trades, nothing. That was it. Yeah. So. And now it's coming to bite them in the butt. Let's be honest. Let's hear. Let's. It's it's flat out. They've blown all. Yeah, a lot of one run losses, but some of these one run losses have been have been avoidable if you can just close out the ninth. They've been trying out different players. Anthony Bender was the go to, I guess, closer going into the season because Dylan Floro. Who- That's Anthony Bender. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It's just no. <laughs> flat out no. Like he can get like the two outs, but that third out, no, 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 no. nothing will happen. Telling you, bro. Bender, Solcer. Uh, what's the other guy? No, 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 no. Everybody, no, hold up, no, hold up, wait. As as a bullpen, they haven't been as bad as you think. Right. has been having a really good year. Anthony, I was Bender, about to say that. Yeah, Bender when he's not pitching in the ninth inning. Yes, yeah. exactly. He's no, I, I, yeah, you're Solcer's no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Solcer, has been pretty good. He's a good no, setup I, guy. I, I, I'm a fan of the moves. I'm a fan of like acquiring yeah, 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 those yeah. pitchers because they do bolster a weakened bullpen, but, but they don't give you that lights out guy. Yeah, 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 exactly. Now, I think you're right. You're right. Look, but, but bullpen wise, solid. But again, you, you, you're only your bullpen is only as good as your closer, man. If you don't got some guy that you can count on, that you can just give him the ball, that that's an, as close to an automatic thing. It's and that's something that has always plagued us, bro. Heath Bell, Matt Lidstrom. Oh, uh, what was my boy with the stupid glasses that Kevin I hated? Greg. Kevin Greg. fucking Greg. Oh, bro. Leo oh, Nunez. They, they they changed his name. Remember? Oh, yeah. Uh, to, yeah. Was it De Los Santos or something? I forgot what the what his, na- what his name was. Like that. So- <laughs> Uh, Wait, how- you, I I thought of something. I thought of something recently because we signed we signed Anthony Bass to be our closer, and yeah. it didn't work out last year. It was a disaster. But he's apparently seemed to work some stuff out with his slider this year. Mm-hmm. What do you think of potentially if Floral doesn't Floral struggles in the ninth inning when he? I think he's activated. I think he got. Activated. He just got activated. Yeah. What do you think about the possibility of putting Bass? Giving Bass an opportunity again in the ninth inning, or as a setup man in the eighth inning, if he's worked it. stuff out. Look, I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. But I'd like to raise you one more. Why don't we put mm. Eli- Hernandez as a closer, bro? Just fucking put what? Some, put him out there, bro. Just that's it, man. Just put put somebody no, out there, totally different. No. Just give me three outs, bro. I feel like he can give me three outs. I don't have. He's to your long release guy at best now. He's, oh. His time is, is the clock is ticking. The clock was it has been ticking man. on Hernandez. He is your long oh, relief guy. Get the ball off him. That yeah, ninth inning against the Padres, it wouldn't have been on. A, it wouldn't have been on a far three run home run. It would have been three home runs walking <laughs> off. 
in the, in the ninth inning on, yeah, on Sunday. He gives up a lot of hard contact. He doesn't have that lights out because, you know, now in today's yeah. baseball, you need to be like, I feel like, you know, like, like Rob Ned. Let's put it like that. Like, Rob, like, yeah. you know, oh, like man. Marlins, yeah. go back let's to the talk Mons about game. good Marlins closers. Rob yes. Uh, Marno Benitez. Todd Jones. No, 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 no. no. Todd hey, Jones. Yeah. Had a good year, he had an all-star year. He's had a good year. Really? Every time I, I, I remember Benitez, I just think of him getting smacked, like, bam, just giving up bombs. No, um, no, he's got a good year. No, who was the other guy that used to give up that I ugh, – there were so many bad closers, but good closers, yeah. Matt Harvey, the original. Brian Harvey. Brian Harvey. Man, Matt Harvey. I miss that guy. That guy was – Flamed out. The, wasn't that the His dark night? Is his son still here? Is his son still with the organization? Wait, who? I'm talking Brian about Matt Harvey. Son? Oh, oh no, we're talking about Brian Harvey, like old closers. Yeah, old yeah, closers. yeah, the old closer. No, I'm saying I miss Matt Harvey, bro. The the old pitcher oh. for the Mets, the Dark Knight or whatever. He got yeah, he got caught up in that. Up in that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, bro. What a fall, anyway, man, because anyway. that guy was on top, man. But anyway, the, yeah, the Marlins man. didn't address that. They didn't address nope. the, the, the lights. A, a guy in today's baseball, you need a guy that throws 95 plus. Especially as your closer, you know, and they didn't they didn't address that. They didn't, and, they didn't get, go for it. The thing with the Marlins is the Marlins will never because people always talk about oh we need a spending. The Marlins will never be that. This is not that market. It will never happen. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to spend money, which exactly. they did, they did spend money. You, you gotta be smart about it, man. You gotta be smart about it. I if instead of giving Amisai Garcia those 50, 50 I would have rather gone deeper into the bullpen, sign and and okay, yeah, go go with go there, go deeper, go go deeper into the bullpen, and you can probably get another bat. Or, but you gotta be smart about it, man. Like the, the they didn't touch the bullpen at all. Yeah, I feel and actually that, like we got enough bats to be honest. Kenley Jansen, right? I think, was a free agent. Yes, yeah, yeah man. And, and the Braves, the you're, 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 the, the the division rival the division rival got got him you couldn't spend you couldn't give a one year deal instead of spending one all year. that cash yeah. on Solaire and Garcia yeah. pick one yeah. of those guys and then the rest of that money I don't care at this point I, like like because also the the signings of Solaire and Garcia were redundant because you had Ace yeah. Santos already who going yeah. going into the season I just want to make clear to our listeners out there the Marlins did not have a true center fielder on their roster. They did not have a true center fielder on their roster. So not Inside only two corner outfielders. Yeah. Not only did they not address a weakened bullpen, mediocre corner <laughs> but they also did not address the cap or you know the, the the leader of the outfield, the center fielder. They, they yeah. have Soler and Garcia are corner outfielders. Soler is a DH at best now because his defense has actually been surprising somewhat this season for the Marlins. You know, I was expecting more DH time for him, but um you know, Sanchez, they went with San- Jesus Sanchez, who's a corner outfielder, was brought up as a corner outfielder in the minors. And now he's, he's their center fielder. So then if you're going to go with that, then, okay, then now I understand the two signings. But initially, I did not get that. So, like, either pick no, one but of you're the guys. Right, though. It is, yeah, it is redundant. They, they Massive ballpark as well. Marlins Park is not. Is a, not a little park. It's not one of the biggest in baseball. Park, even with the even with the fields, bro- even with the fences brought in recently, so one of the biggest in baseball. So now you're relying on a unproven center fielder, and then these, you know, Soler's not the best, and neither is Garcia on defense in the outfield. But now in a spacious ballpark, it was just a lot of question marks and a lot of confusion, a lot of confusion. And then all of a sudden, they didn't address the bullpen. So it's just been. And then Derek Jeter stepping out right before the stepping down from yeah, the season right before the season started. So no a lot of a lot of question marks 
that still have not been answered or at least been fulfilled as fans. So, um, you know, and so let's talk about this here, like uh, this, this situation. I know we're only about 30 games into the season, but let's say the Marlins are still in the thick of things, hovering around 500. They're still in the, you know, because with, with the expanded playoffs, they're still in the hunt. They already they showed that they were that they not they didn't go for it go for it but they showed that they you know they're they're more committed they moved in the direction they went yeah. for it they made an effort they made so it. so if they're still let's say they're they're in the thick of it right now uh, this season uh, around the deadline do you think the Mons will make a move for a closer or any move at all to address whatever weakness at the moment is for the team because because like. I get it. Like all three of us had said earlier that we didn't expect the months to win the division or be a contender, but they're hovering around, you know, and they're like, you know, they haven't have a chance to make a push for the playoffs. Do you think the months will actually go for it instead of in recent years when they're around 500 or they're, you know, there's kind of in the thick of things, they don't make any moves. They just kind of, you know, stand packed. Yeah. Do think, you think that'll change this year? I hope so. And like, I'll, I'll give you an answer in two parts here. Number one, I thought that there was a chance this season to make something happen. Why not? Okay. Like I said, it's the Mets. It's the Phillies. They're both underachieving teams. They're always disappointing. You know, the Braves are the only real, like, team that I'm like, yeah, Washington's in a rebuild. I was like, we can compete with the Braves. You know, we can we can make a we can make a run at it. The Braves weren't thought to do anything last season, and they did it. Why can't it be us? You know, we can pull off something like that. But when it comes to this team, though, and making a move, mm-hmm. I think we have the assets in place to pull off something because, oh, again, yeah. look, man, in, in we got, look, in the infield, you got Birdie, Wendell, Anderson, Rojas, Jazz. You're, it's crowded. You got two first basemen, Aguilar, Cooper. You know, we got a bunch of – we got too many outfielders, but we don't have people that are playing in their the normal positions. System. You know, we have a farm system that's uh, that's loaded. I think if we can stay competitive and we can make a run here, for sure, for sure, we have the assets – to lure somebody into getting something. But I can't – man, like, it still bothers me, though, like what we were talking about before. Like, it, right. keep the money on Solaire. Use the money you would have spent on this guy. I'm sure Craig Kimbrell was out there. You know, Kenley Jan- – Kimbrell's like, you know, he's a mercenary Kimbrell for hire. Got traded. He got traded to, to L.A., yeah. To the Dodgers, right? Yeah. yeah, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, like I feel like there's always some mercenary uh, – Closer out there, and we don't go after him. Like, just pick somebody up, sign that, Liam spend Hendricks. the money on He's something like around that. around too. Yeah, bro. Nice like Chicago. I, like, but then again, but then it goes back to, well, maybe the Marlins do have tried or put an offer on the table for one of these powerhouse uh, relievers, and then, yeah. but then how these relievers, you know, they have the opportunity to say no, obviously. So they probably said Miami, no, because they want to win now. Mm-hmm. Look at these names that we mentioned. They've been. Liam Hendricks has been on the Chicago White Sox. They've been they made the playoffs the last couple of years. Uh, Kimber on the Dodgers now. Jansen on the Braves. Yeah, Jansen. Know, so. I think they did call him. I think they did talk to him because I know that, yeah, that those names go. have been connected. But, but yeah, so and I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was communication mm-hmm. at least minimal communication. But you know, so the interest was there. But then again, probably Jansen's. You know, and Atlanta probably offered a little bit more money. But maybe the Marlins could have had more money. If they didn't decide to spend it all on corner yeah, outfielder, yeah. so it's just it, it's just like a vicious cycle, I guess. That hopefully gets broken up, and and these guys start performing. Because I'm not trying to say these guys are not are bad players. No, Garcia's lasted a long time in the majors for a reason. Soler as well. They they, they have, but their no. track record is they're not being yeah. used based off their track record. They're being I think they're, they're being asked for too much. And I feel like Garcia is feeling a bit of that pressure. Big deal. Big you know coming coming back. He called this his hometown. Called Miami his home. Like this is like he lives here. So like maybe that pressure, 
and that signing know, that big deal. The only guy that's from the hood down here is that Dunan guy, bro. That's the only oh, one. He is from the hood. Just you know, he's yeah, from A-Rod's, Mr. A Rod's neighborhood. <laughs> um, By the way, props to him. Home run on your debut and a double, two for four. And a double, nice, bro. Maybe and that's he, our answer. He gets caught and then he gets sent right back down because I think oh, they needed more bullpen help, though. They need more. So like there again, there's that cycle again. That bullpen is coming back to bite them in the bud. We can't. We now yeah. we can't enjoy. Joe Dunan. You know, he can't. But now they called up Eric Rodriguez. To Eric Gonzalez, yeah. Eric Gonzalez. Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah. He's a utility infielder. Couple, you know, a couple of coffee, a few teams. Last time with the with the Pirates. Last team with the Pirates. So, yeah, utility infielder. You know, they just need bodies at this point. And I hope it doesn't get worse because you look, they just lost John Birdie and Brian Anderson. Those are your two players that legit play all around the diamond. They are, they yeah. are your two main utility guys other than Joy Wendell. But Joy Wendell doesn't play the outfield compared to birdie and anderson yeah. he's more of an infield utility player so it's just a lot of question marks right now early part of the season for the miami marlins and i do believe you know if they're in the thick of things i i can see them making a move for, at least for a reliever because we like, have like, the assets just stay competitive mm-hmm. stay competitive you have assets we can we can figure it out like i said we got all the the ingredients we're working on the recipe let's just keep fighting in it and maybe we can pull something off like, you know, just like the Braves did last year. They were not in it until, you know, they made they decided yeah, at the very end to make uh to make a move for those guys that I mentioned earlier. And then it took off for them. You know what I'm saying? Like right. again, it, the blueprint's there. You know, it's not like we're asking for some impossible thing. Like it 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 can happen. It has happened, and it most recently happened last season. Like, you know, and that and that's at a worst case scenario. Maybe we can pull it pull pull it together here and, and get some wins in a row so we're not that desperate going into it and we can be a little you know bigger player come the the trade the line exactly and you know right now the marlins are 13 and 16 in the nl east they're in third place so there's they're you know intact with the, with our predictions somewhat um like, like i said still very early in the season they're gonna you know i i they're not playing to up to the potential which is the good which is actually the, the, the optimistic outlook to it they're 13 and 16 and they played bad they played yeah. there's been bad 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 games they're, they're not like fighting they're not like in it no they, they play bad they're all these one one losses are winnable yeah you know? which so, which um which going okay let's i, I know I've talked, talked pretty bad about garcia but yeah yeah he hasn't <laughs> okay he was never going to be that big time player I agree. but at the same time he's not he re, he isn't as bad as he's looking right now so it does give you hope that okay go at least get back to like his average, two fifty. Like, like, yeah, 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 and yeah. that that would definitely help out losing, yeah. you know, erasing those one run deficits. Yeah, bro. Start start hitting against the shift, man. Come on, God, that's the other. Yeah, so Larry's been pulling seen the seen ball this. too much as well. He's he's he, and he's, I know it's a dead pull hitter, but yeah. like you just let the ball travel a little bit more, he can just he can easily like it was his power muscle it to right center up the middle. You know, it's just it, you know it's just a little it's just the little things that go a long way because the Marlins are not hitting when runners aren't on base and scoring positions. So it's the little things, you know, that will make the big impact at the end. So guys, I want to start closing things off. So rounding things off here on the very first episode of Ooh. first pitch, three Oh five. I just rounding like third rounding, third. rounding third. Yes. I just, uh, just on. another one more, nostal- <laughs> one more nostalgic uh, question for all our all Marlins right. fans. We've been on, on big on free agency and talking about the off season, this episode, just to get one more question for our, you know, big Marlin fans here, you know, on the show, Edwin and Dennis. What is the last effective and I guess good free agent signing the Marlins had? And I'm and like they they did not a one year deal. I'm talking about like you know, three to three plus years. 
on that contract. No, you can. You know, Florida Marlins, Miami Marlins. We can go. Yeah, the last go. one was uh, easy, bro. What would Carlos Delgado do if he were here right now? That was my dude, bro. That's Carlos a good Delgado, one. bro. We made a splash with that guy. Your deal. We signed him big time, and he played a you know few seasons, and he delivered. I played you one know, year he, and played top, I think ten in MVP voting. Like he was yeah. had a great season. Like he was had, he had a monster season. Like the problem is the, the we, I can't answer your question correctly because we've never kept anybody long enough to do yeah, that. You know, I'm glad. I'm glad. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> so trick question answered cor- correctly. Okay, yeah. Um, how about you? Multi-year deal, multi-year contract. Well, if you, or... if you have one for one-year deal, I'd love to hear it. Yeah, Pudge is a clear one-year. Yeah, year. yeah. One probably the greatest favorite. one-year contract ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Carlos Delgado, the last one. Yeah, Carlos. Carlos Delgado, the last bro. one I can think of. Yeah. I agree. Those yeah, are some good. The last one I can think of. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, the Marlins, um, like you know, haven't really been, you know, like emptying out their pockets recently. So this is the first big offseason they had. So it's just kind of like the the anticipation, the excitement has been so underwhelming. I think yeah. I, I think that's why we're so like on top of Garcia and Soler like that is because like we really haven't had that type of player, you know, put a Marlins uniform on. Even the, yeah. even like that type of caliber. Let's be honest, is and, and this is not like a like five time All Star type of player. This is just like an like an average MLB baseball player. Yeah, think yeah, of, no, so you're like, right. We've been so used to since the crumbs and 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 the leftover scraps for so long. Yeah, when they, when they when they first opened the new stadium and the new team, oh, like, and the colors and everything, and Jose Reyes, Heath Bell, um, they know they were giving Mark like, Burley. Mark Burley. Oh, Burley wasn't bad. Burley, Burley yeah, he, wasn't bad. Burley, he, was he good, lasted the whole season. He didn't get traded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That whole season. Yeah, that was he, a he, hard. Yeah, and and don't forget missing out on pool holes like. You know, it was like, no, we, but, but look, okay, hey, hey, it worked out. You yeah. know, maybe it worked out for that we didn't sign him, but come on, dude, we were flirting with the prettiest girl in the dance, oh, and then yeah, she turned yeah, around yeah. and danced with somebody else, you know, when he went to the same off season with CJ Wilson, right? That's the left CJ Wilson. Picture. That was the and other that, man, that guy never, he, he never turned, he had one, again. no, and then, like, he barely played for the Angels. He kept getting hurt. Yeah. He was good with the Rangers, but then he got that big deal. Yeah. But so, yeah, no, looking back on recent Marlin history with the free agents, you know, Jared Sotilamakia, you know, that was, uh, that was oh, a bad one. Joe God. Buck, another catcher. Or John Buck, I'm sorry. I think Joe Buck. John, John Buck. I hate, I hate them both, Joe and John. Get them out of here. Get them out of here. Uh, and then other one-year deals, Casey McGee was a good one. Hits McGee. Oh, Hits McGee. He was uh, uh, voted Michael in Morris. for an all-star. Mike Morse was terrible. A terrible yeah. sign. Matt yeah. Lates was another one. D. Gordon was probably the best. Ooh. D. Gordon yeah. agent signing. I'm saying like like best is a, is a you know let's like it's not yeah it's a low bar it's a low, low bar, bar but low yeah bar. but yeah <laughs> but he played well he played well with the Mar- with the Marlins uniform on Garrett Jones I think was another one that you know he played one t- two year deal played one one oh, year man. so yeah, like dude. yeah the Marlins haven't haven't been signing oh, players man. to large contracts recently so just, that's why this deal these couple of signings were huge yeah so do you remember what's oh up? no I was trying to say oh no do you remember who the first baseman was for the Marlins before we got Carlos Delgado. Was it Hesop Choi? Yeah. <laughs> in the trade Solid. with they, they Alex him in, Aguirre. Coming out in LA from LA. No, Chicago or LA, they got him. Chicago. We, Derek we, Lee. That was Derek Lee trade. Nice, dude. Look at you. Hmm. How about that? Did you think you were going to have a Hesop Choi mentioned today on the first episode? No. I'm I mean, that. no. It wasn't Hesop Choi because what? He, didn't last, he didn't last the whole year. Yes, he we did. Traded, no, we traded him to the Dodgers in the in the Paulo Duca trade. So no, wait, hold on, because we, we had I yes, I could have sworn Hesop was 05, and then in 06 no, he, we signed. Uh, 04 was Hesop. 
05 was Loduca. That was 04, but mid-year, mid-season, we were still in it, and we traded for Paul Loduca. And his first at-bat, he got a home run. He just got off the was bus. First, probably, yeah. Yes, I remember that. that like, first, like, they literally got him off the bus, off the plane that day. They flew him in, put him in, put, put a uniform on, threw him out there, and a pinch hit home run, his first at-bat with the Marlins. Paul Duca. We traded him to the Dodgers for because we were, like, trying to make a move, trying to get back. Yeah, they were in it. They were in the race. And we traded, we traded, um, he stopped to the Dodgers, I think, for Paula Duca. We brought back Juan Encarnacion. And they gave, oh, they gave, yeah. gave, him, gave him a Moda, or that was for the following year they traded him to the Smiles the Dodgers. Might have, yeah. I'm trying to think who was the first baseman. Oh, anyway. A few of those, yeah. But no, oh, yeah, man. so, but think about the names. Better days. Well. Like, yeah, like, they're, like they're, the Marlins were making moves, as you, as we yeah. as we were just clearly talking about. The Marlins were... Making moves. Paulo Duca was no scrub. He was, I think he was a three-time no, All-Star no, catcher was... in their late '90s, early 2000s with the Dodgers. You know, so the Marlins were making moves. They were being active at the trade deadline, and so we hope if the Marlins are in the same situation again this season, they can strike a trade. Whatever, maybe for like not you know for whatever they need. The, at, the, at that moment, the Marlins needed help at catching, and they got yeah. Paulo Duca. They brought back a familiar face with Juan Encarnacion, someone they can just incorporate into their system I did like that guy. Yeah, and I, really, I like that guy. Solid. He's a solid, what you want in a solid everyday MLB player. He's not, he's not flashy, but will make the routine plays. Yeah. If, like, Avisel, yeah. if, if Garcia could be Encarnacion, I'd that's be great. so happy. That's all. Again, that's not a high like bar. 16 bombs, 17 bombs for the Marlins. Not a high bar, but it's you know, good, bro. Yeah. Reliable. Give me that. Give me that all day. That's a great <laughs> comparison. You know what? If Garcia, that's, that's, that's our goal right now with Garcia. Give us Encarnacion. Yeah, bro. Saints Encarnacion. Yeah, yeah bro. Uh, harness your inner incarnacion and then after that we'll we'll level you up but let's just start you know let's set the bar at a good spot for him bro come on you can do this i got faith bro he's my primo you know <laughs> so guys let's, let's closing out this episode i'm really i'm really happy you guys were able to join me for episode one today uh let's just like final topic of the show i know faces of the franchise is a huge deal especially you know for the marlins in recent years faces of the team you know the All Star, you know All Star game. Every at least one player on every team gets to make it to the All Star game in, in Major League Baseball. Do you think the Mons will have more than one? And if you do, and 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 who do you think will be the one All Star at least for the Marlins this year? So yeah, far from a, what you've seen, it's it's an easy choice, man. It's the yeah. one man rally. It's it's the 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 spark plug of this team mm-hmm. and. One thing that I've always wanted, I'm getting it from him, which is give me some sizzle, you know? I like that you can perform. I, uh, This is why I'm more of a Bryce Harper guy than a Mike Trout guy. I like the sizzle on my slayer. You know what I'm saying? I like give me a little give me a little controversy. Give me a little attitude. Give me something to get people talking because baseball is every year becomes more and more a regional thing, not so much a national thing anymore, you know? But guys like him are great for the game especially when they're performing. And if you're giving me too much sizzle and you ain't giving me nothing, you know, then that's crap. But if you're, but he's got the right balance right now. And if he continues, you know, sky's the limit for the guy, you know what I'm saying? So let's, let's hope that we can, uh, we can harness. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Right now, leading candidate right above everybody else for me. That's the guy. How about you, Mr. Sosa? What do you think? Oh, oh no doubt. Uh, jazz. Jazz, jazz. Is, the, is the clear. We should right now. Have another picture. Get two. Yeah. You should get two. Pablo, Pablo, oh, yeah. right now is definitely an all-star, but yeah, we you know how it is. We you know how it is. Yeah, yes, voting, voting, and... you know, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just it, yeah, a couple bad starts, and also you know Martin's overall record. 
not yeah, yeah. Not, not showing you know good results, then yeah, the Marlins are going to be stuck with probably the, the one All Star bid, and that's it. But like closing off with Pablo Lopez, we, I can't believe we forgot to mention him. What an amazing, amazing start to the season, leading them will be in ERA. 1, yeah, flat 1.00. Slaps, bro. That's good. I love it. So, shout out to Pablo Lopez anchoring this starting rotation, who Sandy's not playing pitching bad. Trevor has been up and down a bit. Losardo's been the probably the biggest surprise on the team, in my yeah. opinion, so far this season. So, yeah, no, so you just named four solid starters, bro. Like, I yeah. get it. Yeah, Hernandez has been moments. disappointing, but bro, you got four <laughs> solid starters. Like, come on. And, and it's been a while. 13 and 16. So, yeah. You know, they're, they're right Remember the Jose Fernandez years? People only showed up the days he was pitching because the rest of the other five days, you know, ain't nothing happening, man. You couldn't but count on anything. But now players are pitchers that fans yeah. can show up for almost every day. Yep. You know, the, the brilliance and, you know, that they can perform on the mound and they, they, they can go deep into games and deep in today's MLB is five to seven innings. If, the, if they can go five to seven innings every, every game, then the Marlins are going to be in good shape to help that weekend bullpen because, you know, they, they, they need all the rest they can get per day. So, gentlemen, it's been an amazing, amazing first episode. I'm so happy oh, yeah. we were able to get the ball rolling with first pitch 305. And final thoughts, gentlemen. I'm giving you the floor for the last thoughts before we, before we close it out. Ah, man, let's go, Marlins. I'll be out at the game on Saturday. Dennis mm-hmm. and I will be out on the field nice. uh, doing photography work for uh, the Throwback Marlins. weekend, so, by the way. Yeah, no, they're not doing the throwback uniforms, though. They're just doing so like it's a just, yeah. The, the, the rings, kind of, the, the let's let's end on a high note. It's let's end on a high note. I'm sorry, that was my fault. As a host, <laughs> I should not done there, that. I know. should not done that. Hey, Jim Leland's gonna be in the house. Levon yes. Hernandez is gonna okay, be in the house. Great. You I know, love you're Miami. Gonna, yes, yeah, bro. So we got that to look forward to. So it should be a good weekend. I I love the nostalgia stuff, man. It's the 25th anniversary of the '97 team, which makes me feel even older because I was in high school when that team won. Oh, so, I was two years old. So yeah, shut up. <laughs> I was in the eighth grade. I was in the eighth grade, so I'm still like I was. Ah, uh, oh, Dan is out here. No, uh, yeah, I was. I was in. I was a sophomore. Yeah, so go figure, man. But anyway, 25 no, years ago, it's a it's a special Ooh. team. So we'll be out special. there. Go out there, catch the game, and and when you're not catching the game, be sure to follow Lemon City Live on all social media. You know, we'll be hosting this this incredible audio experience that you're, you're hearing right now in this wonderful podcast here, as well as everything else that we do. You can read all of Alex's game articles here. He's our Marlins reporter on the beat this season for them. So you can get his insight when you're not listening to his, his uh, incredible radio voice that he has. You can read his thoughts. You can see his opinions and, uh, and his observations from a, uh, from an actual, you know, front row perspective, man, he's out there. He's in the, he's in the clubhouse. He's asking, Hopefully asking tough questions in the locker room, mm. you know. But if not, bro, throw them some softballs, man. We need some sound bites. So it's all good, man. But that's all I got, man. Thank you guys for Alex uh for, for having us and uh looking forward to it, man. It's gonna be a, a great season. So let's do it. And you and you, Dennis, any final thoughts on the show of today's episode uh, on the season? I'll look for the Marlins. I enjoyed it. I, it was nice to it was nice to vent a little and yes, but, so it was uh, good to let things out. <laughs> It's been a better run than the last couple of years, at least. So, so mm-hmm. there's that, and I hope we can we can handle who pitches tonight. I think it's Masardo. Hopefully, we can have a good game tonight against Arizona and actually get the win. Actually, win by a run. So. Yep, the Marlins are the Marlins are playing on the game two of a three game series with the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're going to finish that series off and then head back to Miami for a weekend series against Milwaukee. 
Ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at First Pitch Three Hundred Five. And Edwin, you're you're gonna you're gonna pl- chime in something as well. You're gonna plug in. Yeah, something? yeah. I think uh, I think what Dennis was trying to say there is uh, that's optimism knocking at the door right there that he hasn't had in a long time. How about that? Huh? Yeah. That now go. that's a way to finish off the show with some. <laughs> Which is some positivity, some just some something good to listen to, something to look forward go. to as a Marlins fan in the future. So yeah, guys, follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at First Pitch Three Hundred Five. It's been an amazing first episode. We'll be back for episode two, and thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. I'm Alex Aguirre, and take care, guys.